DJ and PK, it's time now to talk Aggie football. We're joined by Gary Anderson, Utah State head coach. He's on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Coach, good morning. Good morning, guys. So you've had the weekend, like uh, Aggie fans who've been spending the weekend mulling over what could have gone differently, what could have been done differently, and you've had the same amount of time to look at the film and think that. Uh, what do you think after that uh, heartbreaking loss at Wake Forest? Well, it, it was a very tough loss, obviously. Um, there's much uh, to improve upon. Um, we have to look at the good and evaluate it. We have to look at the average and evaluate it. We can look at the poor and evaluate it. And there was all in that football game. And at the end of the day, we look at the plan to win, and we didn't, you know, we didn't uh, put ourselves in a position to be able to, to win that football game. Um, yeah, I thought it was a sloppy first game, quite frankly. Uh, probably Wake Forest is probably saying the same thing in, in some different areas. Uh, you know, just the turnovers and just, uh, you know, we were inconsistent in the back end on defense. Um, especially at the corner position, and we need to coach them better and help them get better. Um, I thought we did a nice job in the run game. Um, the, our, our turnovers were absolutely critical and crucial, um, the ones we didn't get. And, uh, you know, we score a touchdown. Maybe the game's different, but we get a holding penalty in the back end. And, you know, our turnovers that we had were very costly for us. The offense was efficient. Um, you know, you get 600-plus yards. 35 points in, in that many yards, you'd want more points. And that's what we look at and we understand and evaluate. But uh, I did some good things. Some kids made some tremendous plays. I think COC had a great game and uh, made some tremendous plays. And the throw game overall was uh, was a positive, except for obviously the interceptions. Uh, Jalen came in as uh, his first game with us and had a tremendous game. It was great to see him. I thought we stopped the run well against a very physical and, a, and a, I think, a, a quality offensive line. Um, so there's some good, but it's not good enough because at the end of the day we lost the football game. It's highly disappointing, and uh, we're excited to have a great big giant chip on our shoulder as we move forward and get ready for this week. We'll start today at 1 o'clock. We evaluated the film this morning with the kids, and we're, we're ready to move on. But uh, I expect uh, a lot of progress from coaches and players as we go through this week. So listening to your post-game show, you know, when you lose a close game like this, there's all sorts of uh, what-ifs and all that stuff and second guesses. So and I'm right there second-guessing, so take it in the context. I'm wondering how much your uh, success or lack of, uh, particularly on the defensive end when you say in the back end at the corner spot, about the play calling on that next-to-last possession where you ran it three times. It seemed like you can get a first down and the game might have been over. As you evaluate that, how comfortable were with you with that as far as the play calling and then giving the ball back to Wake Forest? Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and it's something that we've discussed exactly who are we and what we're going to be in those situations. And we felt like, and quite frankly, we we had a great opportunity and we didn't make the proper decision. So again, that goes back on, you know, we can we can point fingers wherever we want, but uh, as a whole, to answer the question first, I would say. Uh, we did make a decision to say, hey, we, we will be able to run this ball and be able to get to, to two first downs to be able to end it. We had an opportunity with the play call. We didn't execute it correctly enough. They were bringing pressure, um, you know, yada, yada, yada at the end. But that is something that we have discussed is, is our philosophy at that point going to be to, you know, be who we are and, and, and throw the ball in the situation and be able to deal with the, with the uh, what comes our way or is it a team that we think that we could, you know, run the ball and, uh, and get those first downs. That's kind of a, a little bit of 
a week-to-week scenario and situation, I believe, first game, we felt that was our plan, was to go in there. We felt if we got in that spot, we could get in there and run it, um, and it failed. And so we have to be able to reevaluate that and see where we go, and it'll change week by week by by opponent, um, by defense that we're facing. But, you know, there's a lot of those things. And I look at myself and say, you know, you should have kicked the first field goal, too. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a three-point game, like you said. There's probably 30 things on both sides of the ball. You know, we don't stop one of those fourth downs, da-da-da-da-da. They, they do this, we do that. Um, so there is, it's a, it's a back-and-forth game, and those are things that are agonizing to, to look at and have to go through, but they do have to be discussed and make sure we're doing what we believe is best for the kids in the program to execute in those critical moments. So with all the new offensive starters, I wasn't really sure who you were going to be. Um, thought you'd want to highlight Jordan Love if you had the talent around him to do it. 48 passes, 31 rushes. Is that who you are going forward? Because that's uh, that surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to kid you. Yeah, um, I think we'd like to be more of a 50-50 team uh, in the correct scenario. Well, you know, you're breaking a new offensive line. It's an extremely aggressive defense. Um, but if the day has given us an opportunity to be able to, to throw the ball, we had some big plays. Uh, do we want to be able to run the ball uh, better and be more effective? We had some, we had some big runs, um, just like we had some big pass plays. And I would say if we're going to be a quality offense, we need to be better in the controlled passing game, and we need to be much better in the short yardage run game. Um, it wasn't just one time we didn't succeed in the short yardage. It was, it was basically every time. Um, so that would lead you to say we're not running the ball effectively. We better try to throw the ball to be able to get it down the field and, and be able to score in a game that was obviously going to be uh, a fairly high-scoring affair. So uh, if we had a, a perfect pitcher, I'd like to be close to a 50-50 team, um, maybe with the Jordan Love 60-40 towards the throw because he's such a talented young man. Uh, but uh, you know, on that day it was a little bit more obviously towards the throw. No excuses, and you'll be the first to say that for sure. We all know that from you. I'm wondering how much of the newness of the situation, and by newness I mean entirely new coaching staff and all that, played into maybe a defeat. I don't think it was not a factor at all. Um, Kids traveled extremely well. We walked them through all the scenarios. Uh, I don't think there was any any newness other than the fact that it was a game day. Um, you know, they travel across the country very well. Um, just this class act kids from top to bottom. I don't think anything of the game day as far as what happened with the game and where it went. I think we were playing a a, a good football team. Um, we'll see as the year goes on how good we both are. But I think it was two good football teams that battled out. It came down to the last play of the game, and you know we're both going to look ourselves and evaluate and say, as you do every game. But in first games, you look back and say, hey, there's a a lot of plays that could have gone here, could have gone there, that would have given us an opportunity to be able to win the football game. And um, not point fingers in a negative way, but actually look at ourselves and say, hey, we uh, you know we can definitely improve. And but there was some really good things. I thought our our defensive line stood up against a a big physical stout group. We knew we were going to have a struggle with those receivers. Those receivers are tall, they're big, they're physical, um, they're very talented players. We knew that was going to be an issue. Um, but we need to play better back there, even though that was an issue. Again, it's not an excuse. It's something that we got to look at and say we need to play better against bigger, taller receivers and give ourselves an opportunity, which uh, you know we, we worked through the scheme to try to help them as we went through it. But uh, you know, sometimes every coverage is man coverage, and we got to do our best to, to be able to play in that position. Um, and it, it goes through. You know, we, we didn't punt the ball as well as we should have. There's some, but other things we did great. So 
uh, no excuses as far as hey we, you know, first time traveling, blah blah blah, whatever it's going to be. New coaches. I, I thought the kids handled the scenario very very well. Gary, they ran 105 plays. What can you do to shorten the game and get them off the field? Because if you have to defend 105 yep. plays, they're, they're going to be problems. Can't do it. You know, you got you got to filter that in and, and understand where they're at. And the biggest thing is a lot of times they – they had the ability, and this offense likes to say they like to play first and ten, and then you know they'll, they'll throw the ball around and do what they do a little bit. But ultimately, their goal is to get four or five yards and stay in a control down the second down and be at third and short and have their RPOs in there. They don't like to drop back pass, and you know they were able to do that a little bit too much at the time. And um, you know then we uh, obviously we had a few turnovers in that situation that they gave them the ball back, and you know the, the hard ones are when they get a 15 play drive, we end up stopping them, they get no points, and then you know two two or three three plays later we're right back on the field so when you're playing with pace you have to understand that is going to come your way that's part of the drill now 105 snaps no that's not what we want so what we're getting is we did again we did not have sustained drives on offense when we scored they were fast they were quick which is awesome and keep the pedal to the metal and be able to go and score. If you can score fast, that's great. But there still needs to be some times when, you know, we're running the ball effectively, we're moving the ball down the field. Even though we're still playing with pace, we're on the field for a little bit. Uh, scoring touchdowns is great. You know, if they score touchdowns and five snaps every single time they get the ball, that's great. But the three and outs are something that are, are, are very difficult. But, you know, when you play pace in that setting, there's going to be weeks when you, uh, you're you up against it and have to play a lot of snaps. And how do you fix that? You adjust the defense to understand that, hey, this was we were on the field for a long time. We just had a three and out. We have to have a two deep that can go in there and have other kids that can go play um, when the first unit may be tired. And that's just the that's the fact of the matter. And try to get get off the field as fast as you can. And there is some strategy to that also. But uh, you know, you play with whatever you're dealt with in every game in those certain situations. Did you contemplate after the big play and they got down to the one, maybe letting them score so you could have more time with the timeouts on offense? You know, those things always go through your brain. Um, it's just not in my DNA to do that. I just I can't do it. Yes, did I think about that? Um, I just can't. I can't tell a team to let somebody go score. I just, I'm, not, I'm not built that way. So right, wrong, or indifferent, um, yeah, and it almost worked out. Yeah, it we almost did, yeah. Haven't worked Fourth out. down. So. Yep, yep, and then when then we got the ball back, but you know that 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 should carry us in those short yard situations for those kids to be able to bow up and understand they did it all all game long. I mean they played um, as well as I've ever had a team play as far as many short yard situations that they got put in, in the first game of the year. It's incredible the way they made the stops that they made. So you know they bowed up, um, they fought their tails off in that situation, and uh, you know and then at the end we still had a chance. Even though they scored, we still got the ball back there, and then obviously we make a, a critical mistake and. And the game's over. But uh, you know, it's all those mistakes that were made, those critical mistakes, those situations, those scenarios on offense, defense, and special teams. And no one needs to look in the mirror more than the coaches do to make sure we get the kids in the spots that we need to. And the kids also need to take responsibility. I think we we all have, but we also need to look at the good that we did and make sure that that's a damn good team we played. And uh, you know, we did a lot of good things, and so we need to continue to build on both areas. So you know the long-running storyline at Utah, throwing the ball and the receiver's unable to make plays, and it just seems to go on and on and on, and it frustrates Ute fans. And then you get two Ute transfers, and C.O.C. Mariner has eight catches for 118 yards. The touchdown catch was a big-time highlight real play. Caleb Rep had five catches for 59 yards. How, how does this happen? Receivers who can't make plays or can't get on the field are suddenly in a starring role on the road against a Power 5 opponent. 
I don't know anything about that part of it. I just I'm glad they're on our team, um, and it's fun to see those two kids have some success. You know, they've they've they were in they, and they had success. They had the, it's not like those kids never did anything positive at Utah. They had some very very good success, and you know, um, on either side of the ball where where Caleb was playing, and COC has obviously been uh, a whole bunch of reps at Utah and had some some uh, exciting moments in his career there. We're just happy that he's in our program now and uh had a you know had a great game and, and we need that we need to that's you know we are a high-powered offense and we pride ourselves on kids that turn around and make plays and and do those special things that they were able to do in that setting so um you know there was uh it was a great just to see coc with a big smile on his face during the game obviously the outcome didn't have a smile on his face but uh He's a competitor. He's a tough-minded kid, and Caleb's the same way. And I thought Nick came in and played very, very well as a defensive end also for us. Um, he's solidified himself as uh, a major, major contributor on the on our defensive side of the ball after game one. It's a long ways away, obviously, and you're just focused at the present and on the present. But I'm wondering what are your thoughts about the Mountain West when you look at, obviously, Boise State, um, uh, Wyoming, CSU puts up a ton of points. I mean, these are your yep. opponents. They're down the line, but did you have to have any initial thoughts on, on how well these teams looked, how good these teams I looked? absolutely have initial thoughts on that, and I shared it with the leadership committee this morning. Um, you know they have to look at game one, and you understand you have to. When your enemy's out there on the horizon, you still have to study your enemy, um, and that's a big, it's an important factor. And right now we have a one-game ability to look at them and study them and understand who they are, and maybe may just from a simple score from what we see at this point. But uh, there's quality, there's quality coming at us. There's explosive offenses. There's some teams that won huge games at their homes. Um, you know, you look what Boise did to Florida State. You can't underestimate that. That is a, that's a powerful, powerful, powerful victory um, uh, on the road, all the adversity that they fought, that they dealt with. And they're an experienced team. They got that offensive line that's extremely experienced. And Boise just basically wore out for, uh, Florida State. I mean, wore them out, period. And uh, no one can say that they didn't because they did. And that's that's highly impressive. Uh, you know, what Wyoming did, what Nevada did. So we, we got quality opponents. There is there is. There is no layups. There is no easy outs in this league this year. It's going to be very, very interesting to see it play out because I think it is, uh, you know, highly competitive. And, and we know with the flop within our schedule that, uh, you know, we have we have uh, got ourselves into some big boy fights with some, some quality teams that will be excited to play us and we'll be excited to play them. And, you know, with the likes of the Fresnos and the San Diego States and, you know, so on as we move forward. Gary Anderson, Aggie head coach, joining us. So when you're watching game, maybe you're watching the game, but if you're just hitting a, do you hit refresh if you're looking at your phone for a score? You, you know Jay Hill and and what's going on at Weber and San Diego State's on your schedule and it's it's three to nothing forever. It's six nothing final. Do you just keep hitting refresh like this can't be right? Yeah, it's interesting to see. You know, San Diego State, I, I have not thrown that film yet, but a couple of our coaches watched it. I guess it was uh, somewhere you could find it on a computer. I'm not smart enough to find it on a computer. So uh, San Diego State, it sounds like they were trying to, to run some spread stuff and do some things. And, you know, when we get to that point, we'll communicate with Jay, obviously, and talk with them as far as how they went about it. It'll be interesting to see if San Diego State stays you know, the same scheme. That's who they're going to be. Was there? You know, you never know until you watch the game film to see where it is. But uh, that's a it's a great effort by Weber to get themselves in that spot and uh, you know have an opportunity to potentially win the game with every snap as they went through there. Um, so uh, it's 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 good to see. And first games are 
a little skewed. We'll we'll see. But congratulations to them for playing the heck out of defense. And uh, you know they uh, they came up one 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 play short on offense from being a, a special win for the school. But uh, they obviously played pretty well on the defensive side of the ball. Well, Gary, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, Stony Brook. Uh coming up now and then uh, we'll talk to you again next week thank you guys I appreciate it